1: Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 33 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr Terry Curran. How's things?
0: Fine, thank you. And what, how are you?
1: Yeah, good. What kind of week
0: have you had? Well, I went to watch Wednesday last night and they uh, they got a good result. I mean, they scored in last minute, which is yeah. uh, good for Wednesday for a change. It shows the other way around. So other than that, uh, not too bad at all.
1: And did they look after you at Hillsborough?
0: always do every time I do go down I must admit they do always look after me. wasn't the greatest game but uh, three points or three points when you have a bit of a bad time
1: I did notice somewhere and you can never tell if it's any if there's any truth in it on social media but somebody suggested that Wednesday you're in exactly the same position as what Aston Villa was this time last year or slightly worse off so you never know
0: oh I know we won't be we won't be getting it in the top four <laughs> I can see that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can always hope, and I do hope that we're getting the top four. But I don't think we. I don't. Th- I think these other teams. Uh, they're a better team than what we are at the moment.
1: Yeah, but it, it is the top two automatic, and then it's the next four. So it's the top yeah. six, and that, that this time of the season now you do have ridiculous results. Again, I think Brentford have, have dropped points, haven't they, over the last seven days? Um yeah. Fulham. Fulham have been drawing an awful lot. They. They. Obviously, they drew last Friday and got a good result against Swansea uh, the other evening. But this is the silly season where teams are playing with that little bit of fear and results aren't going their way. And often there's a team that comes from nowhere and gets into that playoffs.
0: Every now and again, one of them yeah. one comes out of the blue to, to you think what a, what, a, what a run they've had. But I was saying to Tom, the other teams, you Brentford, your Fulham, have had a good run again. And when yep. Leeds, uh, and, and even West Brom at, at times, uh, dropped points, more so Leeds yeah. than what West Brom did. you know. uh, But now they're both uh, back on track. I mean, West Brom playing really well at this moment in time. Uh, Leeds have had a couple of great results again now uh, with the last two. And there's that slight <laughs> little gap again. So it looks as though they are going to be the two for me what will go up. And then it's it's what you've got: Brentford, uh, Fulham, Preston, Forest. Yeah. Forest, that was a great result for Forest. Yeah, that's funny. You know, I, I quite like their manager, me You know, he, he knows how to to get results, and whether it's a, not he does not grind results out, but yeah. he knows how to get it. He knows how to get a team to win. Yeah. So uh, you put Forest in there, what I said, Brentford, Forest, uh, Fulham, Preston. Um, Bristol City have had a blip again, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They, you do know, tend so, to
1: have blips.
0: So it's going to be hard for Wednesday to get
1: in that uh, top four playoff. So what have you sourced for us this week in your magic moments moving on?
0: Well, I put you one on. I mean, you usually yeah. put them on, but I put one on uh, Josh Chilley. It's a great piece of uh, skill. Yeah. Uh, for any cool. level of football, you know, and I, I like you now to try and level it out on it if it happens i put grimsby in this last couple of weeks but the skill were absolutely sublime but to get yourself uh, among the best players and get yourself getting in the championship and playing in the the premier league when you do that type of skill uh, you've got to have an end product and three main things for that is uh, score if you don't score make a goal and if you don't make the goal, at least make the goalkeeper uh, make a save. And he, I mean, this was the third one where he, he made the goalkeeper uh, make uh, make a save. But it was a great piece of skill, that. Um, and then I, I got Martial. I thought his goal was absolutely sublime. I'd have been proud of that. And a lot of footballers would have been proud of that. And again, the other one is Mason Greenwood. For a boy at yeah. 17, you know, to show the maturity... Of to run with the ball, not be frightened to run with it, uh, play a great ball, carry on with his run. But at the same time, if you watched his run, you should see him slow himself down, pulling out, waiting for the ball to come back or give another option. Uh, if he's not going to put the ball in, as he's seen him, slow himself down in near edge of the penalty box. Uh, he has seen him, he's played the ball back to him and it's a great finish. For a 17-year-old, this kid's going to be a superstar. And I mean a superstar.
1: But you identified him as being a player that could play at that top level as a kid, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Well, I saw him as a as a young kid playing Is a even going to Jock. Yeah. But technically it's brilliant. You can see that technically he's brilliant. But he's mature. Yeah. That's why when you see these kids going mean, a team at 18 and and seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen 17, 16, 17, 18 at a young age. Some are favoured by the manager. Make no mistake on that. I've seen that myself. But he's one of them. What's going to go on to be a superstar because yeah. he's yeah. got that maturity uh, to go with it. And you, you know, you know this when you watching when you watching good players play or good young players play. You can see that there's far more uh, improvement in that young player. Yeah. And he's got. He's got he's got it all in his locker to go really right to the, well, not to go right to the top, he will go, he will go to the top. You know, you're not going to get anybody, anybody better than Man United and I know Liverpool are a fantastic club and your Chelsea, your Tottenham, your Arsenal, <coughs> your Liverpools, I know all of them are great teams and you get the Barcelona's, you know, and your Real Madrid's, but he has got a, absolutely a right future at the club. And, you know, like I said, they've got James at Man United. They've got Rashford, who I think is going to be another superstar. And Martial. They're going to be a force next year with them Them three. whether he, uh, Them four, I should say. But whether he picks the four together is an, is is, an, is another matter. But whoever he picks out of those um, four... You know, are going to cause problems for the opposition in the Premier League next year. Make no mistake, because Rashford's got another season under his belt. Martial now is playing with a lot more uh, confidence and happiness in his game. Yeah, James has done uh, done well for his first season there, and uh, Young Greenwood has shown that, like I said, that maturity to come through. I mean, for me, he's a must to go to go with his squad. Yeah. Uh, to the euros whether southgate takes him is another matter because it's opinions and he's the manager and he's the one what counts but for me i if i was in charge of england he would be a it'd be a certainty well he would i, I would tell it i would have told him make no mistake keep him improving but you are going to go to this european championship and i wouldn't be trying to play in either
1: And England have got two friendlies coming up, one against Italy, the other one against Denmark. With this coronavirus, it looks as as though the Italian game could be on ice because the the Six Nations rugby, they've postponed that game next weekend. So you never know, we may not be playing Italy. uh, And I think it's a bit too late in the day to call in other opposition to to fulfil that fixture. So we don't know whether England will be playing one or two or none. As a case, maybe. But isn't it a good time to call him up? What
0: what will happen if uh, that game's off? Because obviously uh, the the Premier League will have been cancelled for that uh, week, wouldn't it? So don't you think they will range another match then? I'm not sure. It's funny. be yeah. interesting to, to see where we
1: go? Because the thing is, I mean, other nations, I'm guessing, have got fixtures already sorted. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as easy well, yeah, as, right, yeah. is it, just saying, oh, we'll play Germany. Oh, sorry, we're yeah. playing Holland. Well, we'll you're play right. Spain. No, we're playing Portugal. So, you know, there might not be, a, you I wasn't know, thinking myself, yeah. you're right. Yeah, the but other game will be fixed What would be good, TC, if that was the case, say, okay, what we'll do is we'll play the best of the Premier League. And that would well, be an easy fixture to sort out.
0: I don't think that could, I don't think that would happen because they'd want the um, weekend off because mm-hmm. that's what they complain about it. Yeah. But what could happen yeah. is give, uh, I mean, it's, it's got a 22 man squad, is it? Yes. 23. They have 23 man squad. Yeah, yeah. Why not add a few more to it? And uh, let's have a look at an England A and an England B against each other. You know, uh, Probably wouldn't be a great sellout type of thing, but it yeah. would be great, you know, uh, for rest of the country to, or for the country to see some of these other young players, uh, and let's throw them in there. Let's have a look at against the senior team.
1: A hundred percent. I'm totally in agree, agreement with you there. <clears throat> but you know what the modern game is about? It's about money. There's yes. a television slot to be fulfilled yes. as well. And if they had an England A versus an England B. I'm guessing the TV would pull the plug on that. So, you well, know... Well, three things
0: you've hit you've, you've now yeah. uh, bang on the spot there. You have hit the three things because I'm thinking, I wonder if they will, but then it can't, they make, well, unless unless they get a Brazilian, but like you said, all, they would all uh, have the uh, fixtures that Phil fill, filled up, will not they? Yep. So, uh, and the main point is what you've just said is money and that's what it's all about. Yep, sadly. So they've got to They've got to fill full this uh, fixture somehow. Yeah. So, it, I'd be surprised if it's not on.
1: Yeah. And would be a good time, as I just said earlier, for Gareth Southgate to call up the young boy at Manchester yeah. United, wouldn't
0: it? I Listen, he's a must, Gabby. Yeah. You, you know, the boy at Birmingham, what's his name again? Jude Bellingham. Joe bellingham mm. this kid's another one you know talking about big money man united trying to sign him so these are kids and, and when you look at that midfield what we've got we've got absolutely cracking players have not yeah. we now yeah you know i mean i am so pleased for the foreign coaches to come into this game you know and i want our coaches to do well no, no way do i want anyone to realize that i don't want our coaches to do well i do but the foreign coaches have fetched the technical and the skill side into into our game and into our players. And regardless of what anyone says, they have improved the English game and the English players. 100%.
1: My magic moments. Uh, Martial was one of them because I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just the mark of a genius. and And a player... On top of his game, and he has been a bit in and
0: out, hasn't he, Martial recently? So but when you, you when you saw him playing France, he looked a good player. When he came yeah. to England, you think this is going to be a good player, and all of a sudden, you know, it happens, and people, though, go about, people go on yeah. about confidence. Yep. Right, and I, you you might be able to put me right on this. I always look at it: if the player is happy, is confidence and happiness yeah. the same type of thing? Yeah. I because so. when the player when the player is happy. You do get the best, better performance out of that player when he's happy.
1: Yeah. And I think with football players and and certainly with um, with forwards that are going to score goals, to be loved and to be happy and to feel that you're not just part of the team, you're the main man. That that gives that player confidence, and that leads me nicely on to my magic moment here: Scott Hogan scoring another goal for Birmingham City, where he's in that team and he obviously feels loved.
0: He looks a goal scorer. I told you that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I does. mean, I don't see him like you see him, but I was very impressed with him in that game mm. a couple of weeks ago when we when I spoke about him on uh, on this show. You know, he looks he, he he definitely looks a good goal scorer of him. Yeah, yeah. Gabby. But what I loved about
1: that with Hogan, you know, it was—I mean, dumb element. Absolutely, yeah, for, first or the 90th. Yeah. But the the balls come to him, and he's just opened his foot up has and he? he's just he's just guided it into the back. It's of the an net.
0: intelligent run to get in front of the ball. Oh, absolutely! It's quality. It superb. See, when I look at players, I look, I look. For the touch, the football knowledge of the game, yeah. and when you're a striker, it's where and how you run and your timing of the run yeah. and the timing. It's time to be absolutely perfect. Sometimes people blame the defender, but you have to give credit to the to, to the striker to get in front of someone, yeah. uh, and to open his foot up at an angle where he's going to stir it into the goal yeah. and not, you know, rush it and, and blast it and you know uh, and don't even get it on target. It was, a sublime, a sublime goal.
1: My, my next one is Hernandez's goal for Leeds. I thought that was absolute quality. The way he got the ball, he got a little bit of, a little bit lucky with the deflection. It's come back to him, and again, he's looked, he's picked his spot, he's opened his body up, and he's just side footed, hasn't he, in the uh, in the top corner?
0: Well, when I look at Leeds, they create that many chances, yeah. and they do miss that many chances. Yeah. But again. It, 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 like you said, he's opened his body up. He knew what he was doing. He's not wanting to blast it. What he's done is put pace and place on it. And I keep, yeah. I always teach, when I teach young, young kids to play, pace and place it. And what I mean by pace, you know, make sure you put enough pace on it, you know, to get, to, to get it away from the keeper and get it into his corner, far into the corners as possible. And you will score more goals and you will hit the target, uh, more times than blasting because and on top of that the keeper if the keeper carries it out you've always got a chance of coming back out to one of one of your own men following up so yeah. yes if I can clear it I understand that but pace and place is, is the best thing out for a striker to try and score goals and he will get those 25-30 20, goals a season by doing it that but then blasting
1: Talking about 25-30 uh, goals a season you uh, had a nice phone conversation with Ted McDougall today didn't you?
0: Yes, very, very surprised. You know, I not spoke to, to Ted, uh, well, I think when he went to Blackpool as, as Borley's assistant. Yeah. Um, And then um, he went over to Vancouver and America somewhere. And then he came back when Borley got the job at uh, Portsmouth. And then he's, I think he's been in America, well, I know he's been in America for 14 years. So it was a great surprise uh, when he phoned me. And um, you know, we we had a great chat on the phone for a good twenty twenty five minutes about old times, and especially about the sad news about Bolly, how, how Bolly had passed away. Yeah. So it was it, it was great to catch up, but it, you know we both had a little uh, soft spot for for Alan, who uh, me I mean Bally, uh, Ted was with him for a while. I'd only been there nine months, but uh, with Alan, but. Even when I left, we kept in touch and, you know, he was such a great man uh, off the field as well as on it. So, uh, but it was great to, to to catch up with Ted and it was a sp- surprise uh, in phoning me. So he got my number from, I think, a guy, at uh, Steve Zawacki. He, he goes all over with Everton. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's
1: writing a book yesterday. He's a good lad. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and he passed, uh, passed my number on to him, uh, t- told him that he'd been speaking to me, and then he gave me a ring. So it was brilliant and uh, it was great to catch up with him.
1: Again, this is the lovely thing with social media, isn't it? And, and Steve is writing a book um, about Goodison Park because Everton are moving to, uh, to new ground and he's interviewed so many players that, that have played at that great, Venue, whether they've played for Everton or played against Everton, and he's he's wrote down in a book all their memoirs, and it's going to be one hell of a book when it comes out, and and just to pass numbers on and to connect the old players that you haven't spoken to for many years, is uh, I just think it's quite magnificent.
0: Well, he he's never missed a, uh, an Everton match. That's incredible. For, for uh, I don't know how many years, but he, he is an absolutely. Uh, Add Everton fanny is, is yeah. Steve. He goes all over. Mm-hmm. I was at Sheffield Wednesday not long ago, well, when Everton played Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. And uh, first person I bumped into when I went into 4 was Steve. Yeah. You know, so I said to him, I said, Don't you ever miss a match? And he said, No, Terry, not if I can help it. Yeah. So, but it's great when you get, I mean, all fans are great. Don't get, yeah. everybody can't always get to every football match. I understand that. Mm. But you always get the well, obviously, your few you you'll get one of your few with the big clubs. Yeah. But never seemed to miss a match. Yeah. Attended their clubs. Yeah. So
1: well done, Steve, and
0: um, yep. and great
1: for you to be connected. A great connection was Neves' his goal against Espanyol last week. That that the ball's come out, hasn't he? And he's chested it down, and he's but well, he's, he's just leathered it at into the mm. top corner. Got it just
0: right, had not he? Got oh, it just right. What a goal! <laughs> Uh, I've been over to my brothers me and Tom early on tonight and obviously we were listening to all Game and I just said to Tom you know uh, Nunes the, the manager there I yeah. said he's even put a strong team out again yeah. I said the are 4-0 up 5-0 nil- up then from the first leg Yeah, you know I'm very impressed with him as a manager and you when you, all these teams what are successful look Liverpool haven't won anything for 30 odd years mm. when I say I haven't won anything I haven't won a league I should say for 30 odd years because obviously they won the Champions league, uh, league and got to a league Champions League got under Rafael Benitez so I'll take that back and they you know they have won league cups and things like that but they haven't won the league for 30 years mm-hmm. you've got to get the right manager yeah. and and you can have whatever player you want you can have Messi or, or whoever yes you know Messi hasn't won the World Cup with Argentina. Absolutely, when you look at him, you think he, he, he's forced to win the World Cup on his own. Yeah, you know. So unless you get the right manager, and it does prove it, because Argentina, Argentina, whether they whether they've got the right players or not, haven't looked like coming uh, nowhere near winning a, a World Cup uh, for years now. Yeah. So and Liverpool have won the league for years. So. Once you get the right manager, it proves, like Ferguson did at Man United, they went for years with it. Chelsea uh, got um, Mourinho in his prime, did it. Wenger come in and changed Arsenal round, you know. So, you can have great players, but you definitely need a great manager for that club and for that team to be successful. I promise you on
1: that. Yeah, 100%. And you need some... Good leadership on the pitch as well as uh, is off the pitch, don't you? Um, Premier League, let's talk about the uh, the, the Premier League and uh, our topic of conversation this week. Is the Premier League this season, and I know Liverpool have done brilliant, and I don't want to pour water on their parade, but is it the less competitive in terms of the top sides since Leicester won it a few
0: seasons back? Well... Oh. That weren't competitive. Uh, that's not. A, I'll take that back. Competitive with Leicester. Too many of them had an off season. I mean, that was a year for Tottenham to win it. Tottenham was going to win it. Yeah. You know, and everybody thought Leicester was going to uh, blow it. I think what's happened here. Look, Liverpool are a great team. Mm-hmm. They've got a great manager, right? I mean, uh, everybody going and went. Said how unlucky Liverpool were last year. No, yeah. they weren't. No, they weren't because Manchester City was seven points behind or ten points behind or whatever it were, and they had to win the last 14, 15 games to pull off an incredible yeah. season, win a treble, yeah. win a treble <laughs> to beat a team like Liverpool who had had a fantastic season. Yep. Yeah. But if anybody analyses uh, Manchester City's season, to win the league that year when Liverpool had carried on again this season, to beat Liverpool last season, and then win you know uh, win a treble out of that, and i not to not to for it to be a quadruple. Yes, yes, Liverpool won it, but Manchester City, uh, Tottenham scored a goal. If VAR is not uh, connected to the European uh, to Champions League, Liverpool uh, Manchester City qualified. Doesn't mean I'm not saying Manchester City would have won it. I don't. We we don't know that. We don't yeah. know that, but. Liverpool have had a fantastic season. I'm I'm not saying uh, it's not competitive. I mean, it's a freak. Regardless of what anybody says, this won't happen next year. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Manchester City or whether it's Arsenal or whether it's Liverpool. Somebody's not going to win the league with 20-odd points this year. You know, it's just like like a freak with what Leicester did when when Leicester won the the league. And to be honest, Leicester deserved it because Leicester played exceptionally well and the other teams didn't. Mm Uh, I mean, again the other night, the 2-1 down against West Ham uh, when the goalkeeper makes a right, right ricket to let uh, Liverpool back into the game to get 2-2. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, last year they had a little bit of luck like that because, like I, I was saying the people, uh, Pickford at Everton, they were winning or uh, drawing with a minute to go when he makes a right ricket and they get a drawdown. Liverpool or a win I think it was a win they did it with Tottenham you know so they're a fantastic team I love to watch them play as much as I like watching uh, Manchester City but it's not that I don't think uh, teams haven't been up to Manchester City have had some injuries this season make no mistake on that but out of all the football uh, clubs in that uh, Premier League they've got the strength in depth better than Liverpool or anybody else but some have had an off season right and, the, the, you know, the strikers have missed goals. I mean, they missed about six or seven penalties this year. Oh, yeah. Now, whether Brilliant. whether that could have given them another six or seven or maybe ten points yeah. is, is another thing. What I'm trying to say is, we can't take nothing away from Liverpool. They've been fantastic, not just for this season, for two seasons. You know, they won the Champions League last year. They're going to win the league this year. So, it's an incredible two, well, three-season under Klopp because it's, it's been a process of building a great team. Yeah. so uh, I, I get where you're coming from uh, but I just think that Manchester City, out of all of them have had uh, one or two problems with injuries maybe one or two, a bit of lack of form um, and they've had chances in games when when they've dropped points, when they shouldn't have dropped points uh, and I think the only one out of the top five or six clubs in, 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 in the Premier League is, is Chelsea Watt's it's allowed them to have a look at the young kids, and they've done themselves proud though. Uh, for these, for, if they especially to qualify for the Champions League, they've done really exceptionally well. You know, they've not been able to go out and buy players because obviously they've had a, a transfer ban on them. And if people say, well, it's that's their fault. Okay, it's their fault. But you know, to keep to keep up with the top teams in Europe and the top teams in the Premier League, you've got to keep getting the best players. Else, you know, you will fall by the wayside, just like Arsenal have. You know, But I think Arsenal's going to bounce back with this guy, Arteta, because the way how he, his team plays football, the way how he sets his team to play football, it, it's fantastic. But I get where you're coming from with uh, you know, as Liverpool been exceptionally well and some teams uh, not played well, so it doesn't look as though it's been as competitive. I just think that Liverpool have had two exceptionally good seasons and one or two other teams have uh, not performed to the best of their ability. But Make no mistake. Come next season, you know they'll all be at it again, trying to sign one or two players and trying to win the league. But uh, Liverpool's got the doors in front at this moment in time, and it's for the best to, to 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 knock them off the pedestal. Absolutely.
1: I'm going to have a few quid on Man City to win the league next season because I think they'll absolutely smash it next year. But what I'm looking at, I mean, Tottenham Tottenham are rebuilding. I think it's arguably the worst that Tottenham have been for several seasons. I mean, Manchester United have stomped the place out at times this season. Arsenal as well. And all three of those, well, Manchester United haven't, but Solskjaer's come in there recently. And then Chelsea, with Frank coming on board this season as well. Chelsea have been hit and miss at, at times. So, I think if you take out Manchester City and, and Liverpool, the other usual suspects, the other four, have arguably had the worst season that they've had for several and all have changed managers within the last 12 months or just after, and all look as though they're in a big transitional period.
0: Yeah, well, listen, you've you, you hit the nail on the head with that. They are in a transitional period. Yeah. Well, let's let, let's analyse them. If we look at Klopp, yeah. right, it's taken him three years yeah. to get it right. And they, they got the Champions League last season. right? They were a little one or two... I mean, Klopp's got away with a little bit of it because there were one or two little murmurs about it. You know, they haven't won anything yet. He yeah. got to all the finals with uh, Dortmund and mm. not won them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but I do like watching Klopp play. I yeah, love I listening to him. I do listen, love like listening to him talk. I love uh, his enthusiasm when he's on the touchline yeah. and, and, you know, wanting the team to win. But, you know, this Man United team, and Arsenal and Tottenham. Now, let's, let's look at Tottenham first. Pochettino knew that team wasn't right. Yeah. And regardless of what anybody says, that, they played exceptionally well to get through against Manchester City. Yeah. To score their goals, what they did in, the, in both those two games, because Manchester City were the better team uh, at uh, White Hart Lane, and they were the better team at um, Etihad Tottenham did play well there. Uh, you know, did did play well. So, Tottenham having uh, transition and uh, the guy who keeps giving all the uh, credit for um, he's a shrewd man and he's a good man. Well, yeah, he may be shrewd in a sense but he's made a lot of rickets with, it, with, with players but he's sold and uh, bought. Uh, what's his name? Come on. Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy. Oh, okay. You know. Um, and if Tottenham don't qualify for, this se- this, for the Champions League this season, mm especially building a new stadium, they could fall by the wayside for a couple of seasons. Now, Man United, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, Mourinho, I've never been a great lover of his football, but I love to to talk and I respect what he's won in football because, you know, whatever you do to win, you've got to try, you've got to beat the best teams. And his record is second to none in anyone in football. But... At Man United, they were buying players at the wrong age just to try and uh, get that uh, winning mentality here and now. And at that age, it was the wrong thing to do. If you'd have bought younger players for that kind of money, uh, I think Man United and he would have still been at Man United. So we have to give Schultzkar a bit more time. Yes, he didn't do well at. Um, Cardiff, I get that. That can happen to anyone. That can happen to anyone. But you've got to give him time to build uh, a team. Yeah, you know, this is his first season. He, yeah. he came through half, halfway through uh, last season. And when when you look what he's what he's brought to what he's brought into the to the team, he's brought youth, and he's brought uh, a more attacking play to Manchester United. Yes, it's been fits and starts at times, but. It's getting there. Arsenal now have got a coach in here, a manager, whatever you want to call him. What well, I think will build a team uh, on a foundation like uh, Guardiola has done throughout his career. So I think they're going to be a force. Maybe maybe not next season, but within the next couple of seasons, I think they're going to be a force. You know, Chelsea now. Uh, I think now uh, Frank's had his first season. Then the transfer ban lifted. I think. Uh, Abramovich will start to pump a little bit more money into it because at the end of the day, you can be the best coach in the world. You still need the best players when you're going for the four major trophies uh, in your leagues throughout Europe. So there has been a big transition, but we have to give these boys, Lampard and Gerrard, well, Gerrard's up in Scotland, and Schalsker, that, you know, a bit more time uh, to build these great clubs again because that's what they've got to do. (laughs) I mean, you hear people say, well, as he lost a dressing room well, i don't think they have lost a dressing room and he's a prime example if you take a little loan, they haven't had a great season have they? the bottom the no. league yeah. but lately they've had some fantastic results yeah. i mean i mean that result of the day to beat brentford and i know i'm good i'm good off phenomenal. the subject you yeah. know but it's a phenomenal result yeah. and that shows you that he hasn't he hasn't lost the dressing room the manager yeah. so sometimes they can overreact by getting rid of uh, managers West Ham played a little bit better Against Liverpool the other night You know But who's to say That if they've left Pellegrini in charge They might not have been in that predicament Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't yeah. You know So for me You've got to give them A bit a bit more time At least three years With, with, with any club Right Unless Unless You can see there is no improvement Whatsoever mm-hmm. It's not as though Man United uh, And Tottenham have fallen by the wayside You know They've been in and around the top six you know, uh, they're both you know, with this Manchester City thing, but I doubt whether that'll still work with throwing Manchester City out for two seasons. You know, because they'll not want that. Because what anybody says, and like you did an interview with Barry Siltman, and yes. it was a great point what Barry said. How can anybody stop you spending out your money? Yeah. You know, uh, you can't have a league and say, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that. Yeah, because they might be favouring whoever they want to favour. So if somebody comes in to buy any football club, if somebody comes in to buy Birmingham City tomorrow and he's got £50 billion pounds in the bank and he wants to make Birmingham City the great, you can't stop him doing what he wants to do. That's his money. Isn't he should be allowed to, to be able to do it. You know, it's not fair. We know it's not fair, but that life's not fair at times, is it? Yeah. So we have to give these boys a, a, a chance. And not because it's Scholeskamp and it's Lampard, and the others don't. You can see the football that these boys are playing compared to some young coaches what come into the game, and all they're working on is defensive football, so they never improve their coaching, you know, because they don't know how to uh, to win a game because it, all they work on is, is defensive football. So, in my opinion, I think they've had decent seasons, not great seasons, and we know it's all about money, and they've got to be in the top four these uh, top six clubs, but two of them will always, will always fall by the wayside, so it's a great league to play in, whereas rest of Europe, in Italy and um, Holland and Spain and Portugal, it's the same teams, what have in, winning their league season in and season out whereas in England, it, it, it can change, you know, from season to season
1: Premier League Hall of Fame I um, I, I... To use or to coin a phrase from Cluffy, I'd tell him to stick it up the so. I think <laughs> it should be a hall of fame for English football. So the first division um, from I think they've they the hall of fame season. though, haven't they? I'm not sure. I don't. I yes, don't it's know. Up Pre- it's up at Preston. There's an hall
0: of fame up there, you know.
1: So why why do they want just a Premier League hall of fame? I, I I don't get it. I don't think it's right, and I think they should scrap it. Well, it should
0: be it definitely. They should. There's definitely hall of fame because you know uh, there's other great players gone into it. Yeah. I, I remember it up, I think it's up at Preston, if I'm if I'm not uh, wrong. Um, and I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Football's football, and yeah. we should never ever uh, neglect great performances from teams throughout the the years. We should never. Uh, throw so, uh, discard great players from uh before the Premier League started. But you know, football's football and it's money and money is money what talk Gabby. So I'm but I'm like you. Hundred percent I'm behind you. It's not for me, but it will be for some for some other people, won't it?
1: yeah and i did listen on talksport today coming home from work and they were saying well they need to sell it because they need to get sponsors on but and i'm like why do you need it's a hall of fame all it is you're inducting football players Into a hall, you can just put a picture up on the wall and say you're in our Hall of Fame. You don't have to have no fanfare or spend millions of pounds on it. Football's football, it's pure and simple. Now, let's look at the Hall of Fame from 1863 to now, not from 1992 to now. Well, you know when, you
0: know when, we know when teams like, uh, teams, we know when you get like talk and the media and everything else. Yeah. It keeps it keeps them in a job. Of course it right? does. And these people what's wanting sponsors for these, it makes them more money. It keeps them it in does. the job. Yeah. So that's what that's what that's all about, Gabby. We yeah. have we as you get older you learn it's about money. Mm. Money, money, money. And it's a break off. You know, that's why the Premier League, because anybody tells me the Premier League will never break off. Because no way will Manchester United want to finish bottom of a league in a European league. Yeah. Barcelona will not want to, Liverpool want, because one of them has to finish at bottom. Yeah. Whoever it is. Yeah. Whoever it is, when they have a if they had a super league, super European league, somebody's got to finish bottom of that league. Yeah. Right? And so that means that Barcelona, if they finish top of it, they're going to finish have more money than what a Liverpool would or a Man United, whatever an Arsenal. So they're always going to be at top. So Man United is going to be an average team, whereas in a Premier League, Man United can still con- conquer Europe. They can still conquer their own league. So can Liverpool. So can Arsenal. You know. So, but it's all about money. That what will what will come in will be like the Americans have done with uh, global. Um, The global game, fetching it to London, playing a game in London, playing a game in China, playing a game in Japan, uh, playing a game in Dubai, that will come in, make no mistake, that will come in, and that's going to generate more and more money.
1: I think that is an absolutely fantastic point and very well made. And on our podcast, The Current View with the Older of Hillsborough, Mr Terry Curran, we have our history vault. So we, we pay homage to players of the past. Last week, it was Laszlo Kubala. And this week, we're going to pay homage to one of the greatest British players that we've ever seen grace a football pitch, John Charles.
0: Oh, brilliant, brilliant, absolutely brilliant player, John Charles. I only got a little bit of John Charles because obviously he went to play out in uh, Italy. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story about John Charles. Uh, I was watching uh, Leeds United. Uh, I think I was playing for Everton. Was, Leeds United were playing Manchester City, and Trevor Francis had just, sat, had just signed for Manchester City, and I was sat inside of Trevor Francis and a few other lads, and. Um, we went downstairs at half-time to get a cup of tea, and you have to have a, a card to get in, to pass. Yeah. And uh, John Charles went to try and get into the um, players' lounge at half-time, and the commissioner wouldn't let him in. The guy knew him, you know. And one or two of us were really shocked, you know. And this is true, this, this is gospel truth, this. Yeah. And I said to John, here, John. He said, no, Terry, no, 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 no. I said, John, here, you know. I understand the commission commissioner, but if you if you can't let somebody in like him and they say, Go on, John, you know, we're not going to say anything. You know, nobody's going to know. You know, they're not going to count how many people are going in there. Uh, and and I I also thought for a, for a guy what was Mr. Leeds United, you know, and one of the greatest players, um, one of the greatest players at Leeds United or this country, all this country that Welsh that Welsh have uh, ever produced. You know uh, what a, a sad time for me, and uh, you know, but at least he went in and he went in at a cup of tea. But one of the all-time greats, not only as a centre forward, but as a centre half as well. As. So he had an all-round game. And you know, when other players talk about players being great players, you know that they are great players. And everybody in football, when I was playing football, uh, young and old, always spoke about what a player John Charles was. Yeah. One of the greatest.
1: I remember doing an interview with uh, Big Ron a few years back. And I said to Ron, if you could put all the requirements to make a top player into a machine, what, you know, what would happen? What what would come out? And he said, I'll tell you what would come out, son. John Charles. Mitchell. John Charles.
0: Well, he, like I say, is well known throughout the game. uh not with his younger, not with his younger generation, but when I was a young boy, it was well known then, and you know, he was he was one of the top, or if not the top player, in the country at the time. So he'll always go down, he'll always be remembered in Wales, and he'll always be remembered at Leeds United, and with genuine football fans and football players, he will always have great affection for his all-round natural ability and such a gentle giant.
1: Um, Yeah, exactly. Al Gigante Buono is what he was called in Italy. During his time in Italy, he won three Scudettos for Juventus and two Italian Cups as well. He scored 108 goals in 155 games. And anybody that does know the football and the Italian football, that is one hell of a strike ratio, isn't it?
0: No, not one hell of a strike. It's absolutely sublime because... I'm not, a, I'm not a lover of Italian football. Yeah. I just don't want to watch it. It's so negative. Yeah. So for somebody to score 100 goals in 150, 155 games, yeah. you know, you just you wouldn't believe it if you didn't know it was down in record. books, would you?
1: No, you wouldn't. And that's what I like to read
0: and research and
1: find out about our former great football players. And I remember Kenny Hibbert telling me on uh, one of my My 70s uh, podcasts when they went over to Turin. Um, John Charles went over with them because they'd played, um, played Juventus in the UEFA Cup in 1972. And they went out for a day and walked round the shops. And, and Kenny says, Gabby, let me tell you, People were still in awe of John Charles. They were dropping to the knees. It was like you were in the presence of a king,
0: and that's how good he was. You know, when 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 you get that, you know you've been a good player. Oh, when fans yeah. do, when you, when fans of a certain club, yeah, you know. And not only that, it was, like I say, at Leeds United. When it, when we was there at Leeds United, I mean, people like Trevor Fans and myself, other people looking, they will say that's John Charles there. You know. That's the aura he had about him.
1: He was, as I say, second only to the Pope. He's got a statue <laughs> outside the uh, Juventus uh, ground and even the Torino fans called him the king as well. The uh, the great, great John Charles. John.
0: He was sadly missed and he's still sadly missed John. Like I say, people called him a gentle giant because he was softly spoken. Yeah. And you know he had such great manners, you know, and that's why they called him the Gentle Giant. Yeah, he was.
1: Ron said to me, he was he was a simple person, and he said, I don't mean it in simple in that sense, but John. You know he was a very humble man. He was a very he liked the simple things in life. Reliant, he was yeah. very uncomplicated. What you saw is what you 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 got with John Charles. And he said we were going a do. He said there was a few. He said Rabo was there, and there was one or two others, and they were taking the rise a little bit out of John Charles. And Big Ron says, "Hey, let me tell you, 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 and you, if you put the three of you together, you wouldn't be as good as him." And they said, yeah. "You you joking, gaffer?" He said, "Let me tell ya, all three of ya, it was better than the three of you put together."
0: You see, this is what this is what uh, annoys me with football. Yeah, you get you get people like Gasco, You get all these players. What are great, great, great players? And I mean great players. Yeah, they've got a genius football brain. Mm. They've got a genius football brain because they see things. I listened to Steve McClaren on television the other day. It was on about uh, what he was, what he watched at Manchester City as it gave blah blah blah. He said, I see two or three things in front of me. You know, I'm thinking blah blah blah. But they seem to see more. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know why? Because you might have an education, but Gascoigne and your John Charles of this will have a natural football brain. They can teach you. They can show you. They can do things up with the football. Yeah. But a footballer always gets out he's a great great player but he's brain dead but you wouldn't hear that about a scientist you wouldn't hear that about a mathematician you wouldn't hear that about a a musician you know but footballers they always want to pull them down they never praise them for that they'll say they're the great players but 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 but." There's, there's always this this that and the other about it you know with football um so that does annoy me when when they say that about people like John Charles and Gaza. They have got natural natural football brains, but these other great players, well, they're great players. Not the great players because they have a the great players have a natural football brain, but these good footballers they don't have that imagination of the great great players. That's why they never get to that level of football.
1: Oh, absolutely, spot on, T. C. Random question this week: First cup final that you watched on TV?
0: 1965 uh, Liverpool. I can just about remember. Yeah. Just, but I can't remember if it was uh, live on television then. The six uh, Leicester, Leicester, Manchester United. But I do remember clear as out uh, the Leeds United 65 uh, playing uh, Liverpool. Ian Saint John scored. Uh, Liverpool won that. Then the three two. So, it was 2-1 something like that. 2-1 it was. 2-1, I think it was. 2-1, yeah. Um, so, that was my first FA uh, Cup match uh, I saw. Uh, and then I became a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, but I saw Sheffield Wednesday the following season. I remember Tottenham and Chelsea then. You know, then West Brom. What did West Brom play? In uh, 68,
1: Everton.
0: Everton, that's Jeffs right. They, goes... played in, they, they played in white. 69, Manchester City beat Leicester. Yeah. Uh, 1970 Arsenal beat Leeds. So 65, you know, uh, well right through. I, I I could I could nearly name them all, but uh, I don't watch it like I used to watch it. But uh, you know, uh, that was my first my first FA Cup final. 70 Liverpool, was
1: Chelsea versus Leeds, and 71 it was um, Arsenal, Arsenal versus Leeds. Um, yeah, versus Yeah, yeah, yeah. 70, 71 yeah. Charlie scored that great
0: goal. Leeds absolutely battered them and couldn't score at to Wembley. <laughs> It was a quagmire of a pitch, went to Old Trafford, and uh was good, the winning goal, uh, that's good. Webb, David Webb.
1: Was it on? Oh yeah, well, as he got the equaliser, didn't he? Yeah, when, so uh, Webb got
0: Putney the, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's right, 70, 70, 70 was uh, Chelsea beat Leeds, and then uh, 71 Arsenal beat Leeds, weren't it? Arsenal beat
1: yeah Arsenal, beat Arsenal in seventy one Arsenal beat Liverpool in seventy one and then seventy two was my two. yeah my first cup yeah. final was um, Arsenal versus Leeds that was the seventy two yeah. because Arsenal got back there and um, and then and Leeds, lost it.
0: Leeds yeah Leeds 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 and, 73,
1: yeah. and seventy three yeah seventy we we could go through all the sixties and seventies seventy four uh,
0: was Liverpool
1: beat Newcastle yeah. 75 West Ham, was it? Yeah, West Ham Fulham. Yeah.
0: 76. Go on,
1: Gabby. Southampton versus Manchester United.
0: Yeah, Southampton Man United, yeah. 76. 77
1: was Liverpool, was it? Man United. Yeah, Liverpool, Manchester United, yeah. 78 was Ipswich versus Arsenal, Arsenal. where Uddi played uh, in his FA Cup final. 79 Arsenal against Manchester United. When Alan Sunderland so, scored
0: the winning goal in the dying minutes, three two yeah. So, you know, we could go on and go on about the FA, FA Cup and what great times there were, what great happiness it gave a lot of fans. Yeah. So to see it uh, being dis- disrespected, disrespected by uh, stunt clubs and the FA and the, uh, uh, it's sad to see it, isn't it? Really. I yeah. hope it, I hope they do ever pull it round and get it back to one of the great competitions of the world because, it, you know, it, it had got that aura about it. It certainly had. And next week, Monday through till Thursday,
1: we've got an FA Cup game every night because it's midweek in, uh, in, in the next round, round five. It's not on the Saturday as it traditionally is or certainly was.
0: So there you go, that, that's where the money's coming again. Exactly, yeah. You know, they'll, <laughs> yeah. listen, they'll say it's to, to to help teams and all that, you know. All the rubbish, it's money, everything. I don't blame them, but why don't they come out with the truth about it? Because that's what it's all about, that. It's yeah. money, money, money.
1: Just be honest. Selling, selling it throughout, throughout the world. Five of the best players, TC, this week.
0: Five of the best players that you played with. Well, that's that's not hard. One little bit, Go on, and I, obviously I played with a World Cup winning uh, player at uh, Southampton, and he's it, got to be one of them. Not because he's my friend, because to train with him, and to play with him, to see, you know, the not not just the enthusiasm, but the natural ability he got. You could see he got three, four, five moves in front of him were bally. Mm-hmm. You know, I could name six or seven. at at Derby I could name six or seven at Derby you know Nish McFarlane Todd uh, Charlie George Rio Masson but I'm going to name Charlie George because I'm going to go for because I'm attacking minded uh, I'm going to go for attacking players and midfield players so I'm going to go Charlie George at Notts Forest I'm going to go with John Robertson yeah right at Everton, I'm going to go with Kevin Sheedy. Yep. Right, and I'm going to throw a goalkeeper into it because without they don't they do get the rewards in a sense, but they never get Player of the Year rewards. you know, Ballon d'Or Player of the Year, you know. But I'm going to throw Neville Southall in yep. because he was he was the greatest goalkeeper I ever played with, and he played. Enough games with him because obviously I was injured at the, at, the, at, the, at uh, one point at Everton, and then they went on to win major trophies. But you could see, you know, what a great player uh, he was. But I, I mean, I could Ian Boyer, you know, uh, Viv Anderson, Gabby Stevens, Trevor Stevens, I, Andy Gray, you know, great, great players I played with. So I was, I, I have been lucky in that sense, Gabby, to say. You know, they they were not not only were the great players, they were world-class players. If they'd have been playing on the stage today, you know, people would be ranting and raving about it. They were ranting and raving about how good they were when when we were playing. But to play on these pitches and have the natural talent, what they had, you know, fantastic. So I'm going to go Alan Ball, uh, John Robertson, uh, Kevin Sheedy, Charlie George, and Neville Southall. You know, whatever order I want you you put them in, there would be all great players where I could put as number ones.
1: I'll tell you what, what a fantastic
0: 5 a side team that would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, excellent By the way, by the way, I wouldn't have Cluffy as manager. I wouldn't have Guardiola as manager. I'd have me as manager because I would show them two how, how football should be played, how I want it. How I want the game to be played. So, yeah, it's not a bad team at all, is it?
1: Which also leads me on to our next feature, Behind the Lens. And I posted up on um, on our group, The Current View, and our Facebook page, The Current View, a picture, a team photograph, and you look as though you're a coach or a manager. You're standing with a tracksuit on to the left-hand side or the right-hand side as the camera's taking the picture. Can you throw any light
0: on that one? Well, uh that is goal town. Okay. I told you about. Yeah. So, uh, they obviously they got a manager and I played a couple of games for them. Um I must have been at a game got gone in my tracksuit. Uh I weren't playing that day, you know. Uh Peter Brown who was on there the the far left the guy with the bald head. He kept pressing me to come and play for him. Um, and that's how I finished becoming the manager Paddy Buckley was the manager I mean Paddy took uh, some good players they took Tony Curry there to play at Gould you know uh, before me so um, Paddy got the sack then I went down and uh, got the I went long after that that I in fact if I'm honest the, the deal for me the job and I said, listen I know the manager so I'm not really interested in one little bit and then I'd finished then because obviously uh, I could. I said to Pete, Pete I cannot play any more games because mm-hmm. my legs my leg, my knee I, I'm a cripple now Gabby with this knee. Yeah. I, I am a cripple with it. Um, and then I think about six weeks later they must have sacked the manager that, and then the phone me up and said a little bit desperate would you, you just come and have, a, just come and have a, a look at it and try and see if you like it. And I finished up going down and, and that's when I became the manager. So, uh, But that's goal town now. Good. happy days happy memories
1: 19 i think 1992 i think that was 1992
0: blimey the oh, year that the premier
1: league started flies, back it? to the premier league yeah time flies. time flies trivia question today or we're going to give a bit of trivia out um Escape to Victory, arguably one of the better football uh, films that we've seen with Pelly and Mike Somerby and Russell Osmond and, and Dana and, and so many uh, great players of, uh, of those days. But it was filmed in MTK Stadium in Budapest.
0: Was it? Yeah,
1: I didn't realise no. that. Yeah, yeah. And the What M- year was that? What year was
0: that made? 1981. And, I can't believe nah. it. I mean, when you think about 1981, when, you know, when you, when you said 1980, what, it, yeah. it comes into my head playing at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, and I'm thinking games, you know, and you, you don't believe how, how that's, you're looking at, call it, just call it 80s, so or you call it yeah. 20, 40, 39 years ago. That.
1: Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You know. And I believe, years ago. I believe that at the time as well, and it probably still is, it's called the Nandor Hidakuti Stadium. Named after the fantastic, um, the one of the magical Magyars, uh,
0: Hidakuti, that destroyed England with a hat-trick in 1953. You know your knowledge on football, Gabby. I know you research it, but, you know, you, you've got to be able to love football to be searched or go deep into researching even that, even those European, deep into the the European teams of, and when I say yes to is. 1930s, 1940s. It's incredible knowledge you have of it.
1: Well, I just love football. Um, and, and and I love researching and looking at football that went on many, many years ago that sadly lots of fans these days um, don't know anything about because it's, it's not... I wouldn't say it's not taught. It's not talked about on the TV. What I'd like to see as well on Sky... Is when teams are playing and I don't know who's playing, it's a cup final isn't it? this week, Aston Villa versus uh, Manchester City. Be nice to see Colin Bell on on the uh, you know, on the sofa there. Be nice to see, you know, I don't know, Andy Lockhead or an, an old villa player of yesteryear on there and we reminiscing
0: without being rude to the young player. Yeah. Football is a football is where Players take the piss out of each other. Yeah. Right. So when, when they put these types of football matches on television, right, these young kids would laugh at it, wouldn't they, with the long shorts? But now the long shorts have come back into the game. Because yeah. when we play football, <clears throat> we played with short shorts. Yeah. Right. Uh, for about ten years, and but, but they, they used to play with the long shorts one time a day. Yeah. And then that's came that that's came back in that came back into the game. But they would laugh at it how 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 football was played in those days mm-hmm. on on snow pitches, uh, on bad pitches. They wouldn't play in the, nowadays. These young guys will play it because they would look at it. But you know, that's not right. We can't play on that. And I'm not having a go at them for that. What I'm trying to say yeah. is, football is a is a sport where players take the Michael out of each other, yeah. and it's it's a serious game and it's a it's a, it's a big money game, yeah. but. It's where they, they do take the the Michael. If you take rugby, they would look at it and think, you know, I can remember that game. That was, a, they, he was a strong player. He was an out player. By he could fight that guy. Whereas football, they would laugh at certain points of the game how it was played because it has changed in in, in different aspects of the of the game.
1: It certainly has, but I would like to see some of the older players being on sofas and talking about the old days because all we do tend to hear these days <laughs> is about the Premier League years. And as we've alluded to earlier on in the podcast, football started in the 1800s, not the 1992 season.
0: Yeah. T- I, don't think we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever forget our clubs and, we'll, and the clubs themselves will never forget certain players. But I think in general, like, you have the knowledge to not just talk about Birmingham City, you have the knowledge of Europe and the rest of the world, uh, the rest of the country, uh, up in Scotland, you know, I mean, I'll never forget little Jimmy Johnson up at Celtic, I thought That's he was one of the best players I've, I'd ever seen, you know, yeah. so, things like that will never leave my mind, because, I, I mean, I, and George Best used to go past people, but Jimmy Johnson used yeah. to beat three, people three or four times, you know, so, for us older generations it's always there, but this younger generation, and everything's different for them now compared to when, when we were kids, isn't it, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's, it's totally different. It's The way that they assess the game, the way that they they look at the game, every, everything is is different. You know, yeah. we we never used to have goal assists and stuff like that and all these stats. We used to watch a football player and go, do you know what, he's
0: a player. And that's hey, how was, we used to judge him. If we'd have had goal assists when I was playing, I'd have been top of that. Listen, I'm not being funny. I'm you not would. being big editor because I'm yeah. not a big editor. I'd have been at top of that chart, yeah. week in, And week out, season in and season out. I used to go around a goalkeeper, stop the ball, and then pass it to somebody else for them to put into empty net. Yeah. And then go laughing to fans. And they just (laughs) you know, they just couldn't believe it. You know. So uh, they've got assists for everything now, you know. They've got they've
1: they've got a recording of absolutely everything that the player does today. It's Mm. it's quite incredible. But I don't see so many players.
0: Yeah. They have all the knowledge of, and I'm not knocking them because there's a lot of great players. They have all the knowledge, all the the technology, right, to know everything about the game, today's players, yet you still see players at every aspect of the game, from the lower end to the top end, making silly and bad mistakes, what costs us teams' goals. They can never seem to rectify that and put that right with all the technology they have.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right, and we're not going to get into VAR because our podcast is a VAR exclusion zone. We do not talk about that. We
0: just talk don't give about it. The the, don't game. give it. Yeah, you're right. I won't give it. No. Uh, the uh, fame it's looking for. I will not give it. It's absolutely. Don't worth talking about.
1: But what we need to talk about now, because the hour. Is up TC, so we're into yeah, time goal. added on. He's yeah. <laughs> our football forecasts. And this week, our first game is Hull City versus Leeds United. Bit of a local ding-dong derby there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 2-0 Leeds. Minimum 2-0 Leeds.
1: Yeah. Hull City are on an awful run, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but every time I'm back against them on Coupe, and they get a result
1: somehow. <laughs> I'm gonna go one nil leads uh, in that game. Fulham, my pick for the uh, for the championship before the ball was kicked against Preston. So that's a that's a difficult game for both teams. Really, both are in the top six. Uh, I'm
0: gonna go with a one nil Fulham.
1: Yep, I'm gonna go one one. I'm gonna go for a draw there. Your team, Sheffield Wednesday against one of your former
0: teams, Derby County. It's always a funny game that I'm going to go a draw one apiece.
1: You're going to go 1-1. I'm going to go 2-1 Wednesday. Manchester City versus Villa in the Carabao Cup final. And I have got a ticket, so I will be there. Enjoy it. But with, are we but, with Manchester
0: but, City supporters? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I can only see one winner there.
1: Yes, I'm.
0: Mean. Manchester City. I mean, all can happen in football. I, I get that, but in general, looking at it, there can only be one winner. So I'm going to go for a Manchester City three 0
1: Yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three one. I was. We were watching um the game last night Man City uh, away at Real Madrid uh, young Tom and I, and he's on morning so he had to go to bed early so I've, had I've, seen, the, a I've
0: seen the replay of that fantastic the goal, well they, they were, listen I know they haven't had a great season we said we haven't had a great season they've been the final the, uh, uh, Carabao Cup what is this next round the FA Cup yeah, fifth round fifth round of that yep uh, and they're still in the Champions League and yeah. they will definitely finish second in the league and people are saying they've had a bad season it's incredible isn't it oh, unbelievable isn't it
1: but we were talking about the Carabao Cup and I said you know what son you get better odds on a Shetland pony winning the Grand National than you, <laughs> 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 you boys beating City
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and
1: Everton finally TC against Manchester United
0: Everton against Manchester United. Everton. Yep. A draw. I'm going to go for a draw. They've always tight matches. I'm going to go 1-1 draw.
1: Yeah, I've put 1-1 down. Well, TC, you are still uh, 12-10 up. We both got two out of six last week. So, uh, it's your duty to pick the music because you're ahead
0: in the charts. So, what have you got for us to play out with this week? Yeah. Obviously, I didn't realise I'd had one, so I'm going to pick one of Verb. The Verb? Remember, Yeah. Great band. I'm not bothered which one you pick of those two great songs, what I like up there. So pick me one of those, The Verb, and uh, we'll go out with that, uh, one of those songs.
1: I think Bittersweet Symphony is the one that we're going to play out with. And they're a Sheffield
0: band, aren't they, as well? Up there, The Verb? No, they're a Wigan band, then. Oh, are they Wigan? Is he from Wigan? Yeah, they were a Wigan band, I think. Yes. They're not Sheffield. They're definitely they're up the North West. I think it's Wigan they're from. Right. That's, I think they're from Wigan. So, TC, thanks for
1: your time again. Love to the family. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening, for liking our Facebook page, The Current View, and the group, and engaging in all the chat as well. So, thanks very much. It's greatly appreciated. And we're going to go out with The Verve and Bittersweet yeah. Symphony, um, mate.
0: Have a great weekend, you and your family. Give my love to them. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we're still looking for a sponsor out there, whoever wants to back us and get this show up and running so you can see us live uh, week, uh, week in and week out and inviting top players down onto our show. That would be great to see, wouldn't it, Gabby? It
1: certainly is a dream, and let's hope that somebody can make that dream come true, TC.
0: Brilliant. See you. Speak to you next week. Cheers, pal. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Cheers, Army. Bye-bye.